The Super Bowl is coming and gone now, and all eyes are going to be back focused on what the Chicago Bears and many other teams are going to do in free agency and the draft. We're going to go over some important d- dates in the offseason, but first we're going to look at uh, the worst contracts from the 2023 season for the Chicago Bears and how the Chicago Bears can hopefully avoid making the same mistakes with players this year. And Ryan Poles reportedly will want a historic and crazy compensation if he does trade the number one overall pick. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host, Terry Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content for today. And so, I want to talk about some of the worst contracts for the Chicago Bears last season, which left the Bears in a unique and bad situation overall. Uh, So we're going to talk about those. And, you know, the the first one is going to be no surprise to anybody. The Chicago Bears last year paid Cody Whitehair $14 million. We could have saved over $10 million by cutting him uh, last season. But, of course, didn't have a lot of center depth position. Cody Whitehair, you know, was, like I said, over $14 million on the books last year. But then when you look at it, the, the fact that we didn't have a lot of depth, he moved from guard to center a couple of times, things like that. But it just, Cody Whitehair's performance just wasn't what the Chicago Bears needed. It was overall bad. And we already know that Cody Whitehair is definitely a candidate to be cut this offseason by the Chicago Bears. And I would go so far as to say it's not just a candidate. I would go so far to almost guarantee Cody Whitehair will be cut this coming offseason when you just look at how they can get center depth later in the draft. Also out in free agency, we talk, already talked about some of those um, those free agents that the Bears could look at to kind of bring in a bridge gap as they you know develop their next starter, who I do think they're going to get one in the draft. But Cody Whitehair, albeit only 31 years old, it's just the time is done. Cody Whitehair was not worth that contract last year for the Chicago Bears. He's not going to be worth the contract that he could potentially have going into next year. So the Bears are going are to save that money for him, and that just makes the most sense. It just, it just does. When you look at between cutting him and potentially another player that we're going to talk about in Eddie Jackson, you know, the Bears could save up over over $20 million. And so I think that's an important part what the Bears are looking for uh, to, to kind of, you know, bring, spend that money, reallocate that money to better positions for the Chicago Bears. And Cody Whitehair was just bad. Now, another player that was, a, was I don't want to call it a last-minute signing, but was, you know, after the draft, after free agency, actually was basically into preseason when the Bears decided to sign him, and that's Yannick Ngakwe. Now, this was a guy who already came in with some concern. Uh, of just being lazy, like right. There's some doubts over his motor uh, that he kind of pat stats. He was always a questionable run defender. On top of all of that, and the Bears paid him 10.4 million dollars mainly because they had nobody else who could get to the quarterback at at a nearly consistent level before he traded for Montez Sweat. And so the Bears hoped that even with the questions around Unique Ngakwe, uh, that he was going to be able to come in help that. We we saw very early on, right, like after practice, Unique Ngakwe working with like a Javon Dexter on some of the, the technique things and and stuff like that. And, and you know, when uh, it was some questions about Javon Dexter's get-off, which seems to be fine now, but, you know, th- there were some questions around that. But Yannick Ngakwe never paid off, really, for the Chicago Bears in that $10.4 million. Now, the thing is, they signed him to a one-year deal. It was towards the end of free agency. They had to spend some money anyway. So, you know, there, there were benefits in, in that frame for it. But when you look at it, 13 solo tackles over the course of the season in which he played 13 games, 
He only had four sacks, a couple of those coming after Montez Sweat. Came. No, it actually didn't. I, I got to correct myself on that one. Um, and it just was not the impact that you expected. Even when you look at Montez, I mean, uh, at Yannick Ngakwe, the last two years he had nine and a half and ten sacks. Now, the two years prior to that, he played less than double-digit games, but he still had three sacks and five sacks, respectively, in 2020 and 2021. So, it just it, it, when it comes down to it, Yannick Ngakwe, you can see why he's been a journeyman. Jacksonville, Minnesota, uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Indianapolis Colts, and then coming to the Chicago Bears, it just makes sense why he's traveled as much as he has. He just, you know, they're, they're, we saw it up front now. And you, and you hoped, of course, when signing a player like that, that the that the positives were going to outweigh the negatives, and they never really did. And now that we do have Montez Sweat there, somebody who legit can get to the quarterback, led the teams in sack last year, and the Washington Commanders for that matter. Uh, and and then the injuries, Yannick Ngakwe was looking for a team that he can that he could sign and that would bring him on for the money. The Bears were the one that bought, and uh, and it just didn't didn't work out for the team. Now the next one is a little bit more of a difficult one to to manage, but I think overall you still have to look at it as it just was bad per the money that he was spent. Eddie Jackson was paid like a top safety in the league last year. He just was. $17 million was the cap hit last year. And while Eddie Jackson still has his positives while he was on the field for the Chicago Bears and healthy, it just didn't out the, the amount of time that he was healthy, it just didn't outweigh the negatives around him with the injury concerns, things like that. And Eddie Jackson is a player that I like. I like it when players stay with a team. He's been with the Chicago Bears since he was drafted in 2017. But unfortunately, the last season just brought all together a lot of the concerns around him on this latter part of, of his career. Over the last three seasons, he hasn't played over 14 games in each one of those seasons. 12 games the last two seasons. He only had 37 tackles last year, 30, uh, thir 32 of those being solo, and five of those being assisted, and one interception. That's down from the four the prior year. Now, of course, with injuries, you expect things to go down that like that. But his missed tackle rate went from 12.8% all the way up to 15.6%. That was one of the worst of his career. Only 29 years old. We understand it. Um, he still has strong playing areas. But the fact of the matter is, is just he's not worth the contract that he's on. And, and that's unfortunate. Now, I know some people are saying, well, maybe we keep Eddie Jackson uh, because of, you know, if we do draft a rookie center, which I have, a, I mean, a safety, which I have my kind of my pick of favorite safety in this draft in Jaden Hicks that I would love the Bears to go out there and get. He just isn't worth it, in my opinion. And, you know, per his recent uh, uh, tweets and posts on social media, it seems like Eddie Jackson has been informed he will indeed be waived by the Chicago Bears uh, to kind of free up some some of that cap space to add an additional 20, over $20 million to the salary cap for the Chicago Bears. And, you know, in a season where they're probably going to be looking to do a lot, to add a lot to the team, all things are kind of pointing to the Bears are going to try to make a big splash in free agency, whether that is the the Daniil Hunter signing or, or players like that, it, it, it cuts are coming, and they're going to be some of those are going to be surprising. Cody White here and Eddie Jackson are the ones that that are for sure not going to happen. Uh, and you know, I think that that's what it comes down to. And if the Bears do look to move on from a Justin Fields or something and trade him just back for picks, that frees up a little bit more. The Bears could potentially get back over thirty million dollars back on that cap by making certain moves. So we'll see what that's going to happen with, but. You know, outside of that, one of the, the things and kind of all eyes focusing back now on the Chicago Bears is what's going to happen with that number one overall pick. And per Ian Rappaport yesterday, he said this. Here's my understanding. After talking to various sources involved in the situation, it would take a historic call 
a historic haul, something crazy for the Bears to move off the number one overall selection. That's a bit of knowledge uh, containing wide-ranging ramifications. First of all, that is an indication that the Bears, absent some sort of wild draft compensation with someone trying to move up for Caleb Williams, there's a sign that they will likely take a quarterback at number one. Now, per everything else that I've ever talked about on this channel with the national media, you can't take it as 100% law. But to hear that that the Bears are going to want a historic compensation back, again, this could be Ryan Poles playing chess as we know that Ryan Poles is apt and excellent at doing in playing chess to kind of up the most assets back but you know more and more rumblings we're hearing that the Bears are going to keep to that keep that number one overall pick but it depends on how desperate teams become it depends on really how desperate teams are at, at really wanting Caleb Williams and if it is a deal that the Bears just can't avoid turning down now I, I mean you would have to come with quite a bit of picks we're, we're looking at not only a first in this year's but maybe two other first round picks um, so, you know, it, it could get dangerous for teams if they really want to move up for that number one overall. And when you, if you're a team that's drafting like number two, number three, which, are, you know, we've heard it kind of be with most willing to move up to number one, you may have to say, hey, that what we give up in the future, is it worth just keeping and drafting who falls to us? And that's just riding it out at that point. So, you know, we'll see what the Bears end up doing. I do think either way, as we said before, Ryan Poles has to get this decision right. And that, that's that's just, it is what it is. You have to get this decision right for Ryan Poles if you're going to bring a draft another quarterback and, or move on from Justin Fields. Because I tell you what, if Justin Fields does go on somewhere else and looks like a stud, you you, you don't only you don't only just weigh it on Caleb Williams versus Justin, Justin Fields, but then you also have to look at, hey, we could have got XYZ back. We could have got this back. And then you're sitting there like, hey, do we set our franchise back a little bit? But I, but I trust Ryan Poles. And that's the thing in it that I've said, I can't just trust Ryan Poles when he only does what I want him to do. And, you know, I've implored you guys to do the same. If we're going to trust this front office, that means they're going to have to take some risk. And whatever happens with this number one overall pick is going to be big for the future of the franchise. The, the, it, it just is. It's going to help shape what the future of this franchise is. If they trade it and get a great haul back, you're talking about setting yourself up for draft to be excellent in drafts. If you do turn this team into a playoff team without drafting quarterback number one overall, you're set to have high picks possibly going forward, at least multiple first-round picks to where you can move up if you see a talent that you want. If you decide to draft a quarterback, then, hey, that quarterback better damn well turn into that franchise quarterback because you're not going to get too many more chances at that. Well, I guess you could say if they do end up making the wrong choice on a, on a quarterback, maybe our record is bad enough to where we're doing this again in a couple of years, which I don't want to see. I don't want to see. So get the decision right so that we are then able to have our franchise quarterback and look at it and say, this is our guy. This is the guy that we're building around. This is the guy that this front office is going to ride with hell or high water. And so that that's a big thing. But with that conversation around the Bears and wanting a huge, uh, you know, a historic haul back for that number one overall pick, it really does mean that that means probably they're going to trade Justin Fields. Now, there is a chance, small chance minuscule chance and what if the bears do do uh uh uh, uh alex smith pat patch pat mahomes type situation to where they do draft caleb williams and decide to hold on to justin fields now i'm gonna put the chances of that happening at less than five percent and even then that may be too high i think if you bring in a new quarterback you have to have a clean a clean cut in my opinion that's just my personal opinion you know it is what it is there some people may disagree but there is a small chance there and we're hearing a little bit of maybe there's a chance there i doubt it though I just don't see that happening in my personal opinion, but I've been wrong on things before. Never do I want to present things like 
I know it all. I'm not the national media. I'm a fan that's just here talking. Uh, so that's the thing. But outside of that, you then have to look at it. We've recently heard things that the Tennessee Titans are a team that could be in on potentially trading for Justin Fields to bring in some competition for their quarterback position. We already know that the Atlanta Falcons, there's some synergy there between those guys. It's also the city that Justin Fields is from. They could be incentivized to go ahead and make a move for Justin Fields, bring in the hometown guy, build around him as their quarterback. Um, and then, you know, maybe they feel like they're in a better position to develop it, which is something that we really heard that we that this bears. I mean, that that Atlanta Falcons team and other teams around the NFL, for that matter, look at Justin Fields and do, and do think that they that this is a quarterback that in their situation that they can draft and get the most out of. it. So, you know, that that that's going to be determined by, again, the Chicago Bears and what they decide to do. But that goes hand in hand kind of with this decision for the number one overall pick. And we'll see, man. It's it, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. So a lot of things when you look at mocks and things, they have the Bears all up and down. And I think that just points to the fact that a lot of people don't know exactly what this team is going to do. And I think Ryan Pose is still waning. And I know that we got a voicemail over the weekend, things like that, of somebody saying that they think they know what Ryan Pose is doing, that they think he made the decision already. But I want to go to a couple of quotes specifically from Ryan Pose that he said that kind of point to maybe they're not there's not a decision made on that yet. He said this, I'm wide open to anything. If someone wants to call me with an idea, that's fine. I'm open to it. Also, in regards to Justin, I think Justin got better. I do think he can lead this team, but we are in a unique situation. So that, again, just playing. And then could that be Ryan Poles being the, the chess player that he is? Absolutely. And I would hope that it is, right? You don't ever want to lay all your cards out on the table and make it clear for anybody. And the Bears aren't in the business of releasing any of their information. That's why I say in most of this stuff that comes out, I'm not I'm not I'm not doubting that some people have heard something. I I kind of doubt the source that that may come from though. I think is the, is the biggest thing and that's something that you got to weigh. Like there are always leaks out of every front office. And you know the Bears aren't going to be immune from that either like some Bears fans think, "Oh, there's no way that anything leaks out of Ryan Poles' uh, 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 uh team." I disagree with that. I do think that there are definitely going to be some leaks out of that. But again, those leaks may be middle school because I don't think Ryan Poles is telling everybody, even in the organization, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Hey, this is what I got offered. So we'll see what it comes down to. But we've got tough decisions to make with a bunch of, you know, key points in the offseason for the Chicago Bears where they got to where they got to make some choices on some things. And, you know, the, the players with that, we mentioned some of the players that they can look to cut. I think Valis Jones is another player that could be cut in this as well, especially if they go wide receiver in the draft. But and talking about that, some of the dates for this offseason left for the Chicago Bears, when you look at it, we are two weeks away, basically, February 27th through March 4th. That is the NFL scouting combine. Now, that is when we could see trades start happening. I think that's around the time where March 15th was where Ryan Pose traded the number one overall pick. But with that said, there are going to be a lot of people around that time. And so there are going to be a lot of people in Ryan Pose's ears. Some deals may get done. And when they're down there in uh, Indianapolis, with the, for the uh, at the Lucas Oil Stadium, they're definitely going to be scouting prospects, but they're also going to be GMs and scouts and everybody talking, and that could be where some of the framework of some potential moves start getting done. Now, that is the scouting uh, combine for February 27th to March 4th, but then March 5th happens, and that's when the franchise-slash-transitional tag deadline hits, and this could be a big one for the Chicago Bears because if they uh they do use that that uh, franchise tag on Jalen Johnson. I hope it doesn't come into that. I hope that they come to a contract extension with them. Um, but there, that could be if they do not come to a deal, it could absolutely be that a franchise tag happens March fifth, 
I don't really see any other franchise tag candidates on the Chicago Bears team. I do think it does come down to Jalen Johnson personally. Could be wrong on that, but I think that that is. So hopefully by March 5th, we either know if Jalen Johnson has been extended or if he's going get to the, the, get the franchise tag and, and keep him on this team. Then March 7th is, w- is when college pro days do begin, and that is when a lot of these teams are going to get a lot of up-close personal looks at these prospects, and I think that's an important part of it as well. So that's what it comes down to. And then you have March 11th through the 13th. That's when free agency officially starts, and I expect the Bears, they were kind of quiet on day one of free agency last year. I think that that may be the opposite this year. I think we may see, especially if the Bears are going to go after Big free agents, I think they're going to make at least one big deal, big free agent signing as far as money-wise. Expect the Bears to to be, day one, probably be represented in free agency. So that's going to be an important time period for basically exactly a month away from that. So stay tuned in for us. You guys know we drop breaking news videos when free agent signings happen here. So when signings happen, we drop. That's That's what's going to happen even in the offseason. And then you got the trading period opens March 13th. And that is when. You could start seeing either Justin Fields or the number one overall pick traded. Again, March 15th is when it was traded last year off the top of my head. So that could be where we start seeing the shape of what's going to happen with that number one overall pick. And so that's that's when you can see that March 13th is going to be a big day. Um, I don't know if it happens exactly on that day. So we, I doubt that we do any type of live stream or anything unless something crazy does happen. But uh, the expect there or a couple of days after there. It's probably when you're going to get a decision made on the number one overall pick or Justin Fields' future, and then that's going to start informing what other things happen. We'll already have free agency, which could point to some things. I don't know if that's going to give us the clear picture on it, but that's when some things can happen. And then about a, about a month after, after the trading period opens, that's when the offseason programs begin on April 15th for the Chicago Bears, and that's when we could get this first look at the new-look offense for the Chicago Bears and possibly the new quarterback who's going to be the quarterback of that of that team, all right? Oh, well, not that at that point because the draft happens afterwards. March 27th through March 29th is when the uh, when the when the draft happens, and we're going to be live on draft day. We're going to be live for probably the first two days of the draft. I don't know if we'll do a live for day three, but we will definitely be alive for the uh, the uh, first first two days of the draft. So make sure you guys stay tuned in for that. That's going to be a big day because listen, the Bears got the number one overall pick. They are on the clock at number one. And number nine, and we are going to be live and active on day one because the Bears, I think, are going to make some trades either way. Maybe it's with that number nine pick. Maybe it's with that number one overall pick. Things are going to get very interesting there. And then you have May 2nd where the fifth-year option deadline, and that could only be important. Well, let me not sorry, only, but that's going to be an important day if the Bears do hold on to Justin Fields and trades the number one overall pick. That's going to be an important day for that. But that's kind of when everything happens. Rookie mini, mini, mini camp at that point is May 3rd through the 2nd. And so at that point, we're going to be hitting the ground running and the Chicago Bears will officially basically start their season. We'll know most of the roster here within the next six to eight weeks is when we're going to know, well, next two months basically, is when we'll know most of what the Chicago Bears roster is going to look like heading into the 2024 season. New quarterback, new wide receiver, new offensive line, new defensive line members, rookies coming in, a a draft class that I expect Ryan Poles to have a a lot of positions that make impact now as well as that are probably going to be starters in the future. And then we get to see kind of the development that players have made over the offseason, get to see that, and then head into preseason. So a condensed amount of time. We'll be gearing back up for that. Make sure you guys stay tuned in and locked in with us here at Chicago Bears Central. 
This is the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. Like I said, when news drops, we drop, and that's going to even happen over the offseason. Make sure you guys follow the channel at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, ChicagoBearsCentral at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, shy town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.